Welcome to Teach Em Up, the podcast about teaching and learning. I'm Nick Williams. Today, we are talking with Sarah Davis, a math teacher here at San Marin High School, about building positive relationships with students through school spirit. Sarah, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am doing great. Um, it is the middle of the day on a Wednesday, um, and I'm feeling like I'm in the swing. Uh, how's your week been so far? Good. Doesn't quite feel like a Wednesday, but it's been good. I'm trying to think. I'm only 80% this year, which okay. actually is only 60% teaching. So my days actually feel really good. Nice. I have first, second, third period. Um, and then fourth period, I'm doing a math coach, like a mentor teacher type thing for our new teachers. Um, so I teach first, second, third, and then I end my day like going around and helping all the new teachers. Um, and so I end my day on a positive note every day. It's great. I love it. That's awesome. And that's especially important because we have what, like five, six, yeah, we have second year math teachers mm -hmm. on campus right now. Yeah. So two came back from last year. So they're in their second year. And then we have three brand new to our school this year. So a couple of them have been teaching, but new to California or new to Samarin. Mm. So just helping them get acquainted with the policies of Samarin or the dynamics of Samarin. Um, yeah. which has turned out to be really helpful because something as easy as turning grades in isn't as obvious as a veteran teacher thinks it is. Right. There are so many um, components that we just kind of take for granted mm -hmm. uh, navigating the system. Like yeah. schools, as much as we try not to, are somewhat of a bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And there are certain ways that things have to be done. And when you transition from school to school, you got to get used to those right. slight changes. Yeah, nuances or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so... Before we jump into the mm -hmm. ways that you kind of support school spirit and student relationships, um, how long have you been teaching and how did you get into education and teaching? Okay, so this is my seventh year teaching, sixth year at Samarin. Um, I got into teaching, this is actually funny, um, my husband told me or asked me like, well, what do you want to do with your life? Because I was juggling between, Harsh. yeah, juggling between like, do I want to do nursing? Do I want to do, you know, X, Y, Z? And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I just want to be a teacher. And he's like, then let's do that. So I got into school and did all the steps that I needed to do to be teacher, to be a teacher. And then I thought I wanted to teach elementary school. Um, so I did Hutchins at uh, Liberal Studies at Sonoma State. Okay. And then I started subbing. And I realized that I didn't really want to be an elementary teacher. I love little kids, but it, it wasn't the area that I wanted to focus on. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I thought about my education and my school career and what did I get the most enjoyment out of in school and it was my math class so then I went back um, and got my single subject credential and did the CSETs for math so now I'm a math teacher and I started at Anley in Sebastopol okay. and then uh, well, my husband works here too I don't know if that came up um, it did. Okay. So he's been here 11 years. And so once I finished the credential and did everything I needed to do, I looked into coming down here so we would commute together, ideally. Mm -hmm. Hasn't actually happened because of the kids. But we're at the same school, which is awesome. Uh -huh. um, so I started off at one school and then was able to come down here after the interview and all that stuff. Nice. Yeah. Um, so since you brought it up, mm -hmm. uh, there have got to be some positives and some negatives oh, to yeah. having a spouse on campus. Yeah. How do you make that work? Well, that's funny. There are positives and okay. there are negatives. Okay. So let's so, start with the positives. Okay. So I love working with my husband. It is awesome. Uh, I love, well, 
he's athletic director now. So when he was the PE teacher, it was awesome when we overlapped in students. And he could say, oh, this kid is struggling with this. And I could say, oh, he's struggling with this. Can you, you know, help support him in this area? And I can support him in, you know, whatever area he needed to support in Mm -hmm. with his PE stuff, whatever. And so we were like duly invested in children. Uh And it was, it was awesome. Um, And now he's the athletic director. So we don't have that same connection. But I can still say, oh, you know, so-and-so was acting up in class today. Could you, like, bring him down and talk to him about the importance of being a student athlete uh-huh. and how the the student part needs to be reflected in the classroom or you don't get to be the athlete part, you know, after school or whatever. And so he can have those tough conversations that hit a little closer to home when you're talking about whether a student gets to play or not. Right. Um, in the classroom, it just ends up being like, oh, behavioral stuff. But when it comes down to, like, you're representing Sam Marin, and if you don't represent them appropriately, you're not going to get the privilege of playing, you know, that kind of stuff. And I would argue, like, having a, uh, like, as an athletic director, having a spouse who's a teacher, I would imagine helps really kind of, like, keep him focused mm-hmm. on, like, student first, athlete yes. second. Yeah. And that's something that he, that Dennis seems to believe in, mm-hmm. like, as a core value. Yes. But I would imagine that it just keeps coming up over and over and over again when you're talking about, like, okay, how are they doing in math? Mm-hmm. Great how can we help leverage that into their athletic success? Right, yeah. The negatives would be uh, if we had a rough night, then coming to campus and being like, oh, yeah, are we fighting? Are we not fighting here? But that doesn't happen as often. We try to be professional um, as best we can, but we're both very passionate about everything, Uh school, life, children, students, everything. So if we are frustrated, it definitely shows. Uh But we try to fix things and just leave it at home or, you know, school, school, home, home. Yeah. But definitely flows over. Yeah. Um, my wife and I are also both teachers, and I feel like there's a real benefit in terms of we're able to speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when I'm talking about struggles that I'm having at school or successes that I'm having at school, she understands those. Like, yeah. what, is it, what is it like to work with people in the district office? Mm-hmm. Um, and when she's having the same thing, vice versa yeah but we teach at different levels she teaches first grade i teach ninth grade science um and we're in different districts so we're having the same language Mm -hmm. but about slightly different topics yeah um which i feel like is kind of helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, but as you mentioned we do have to find some way of like drawing those lines Mm -hmm. where like okay after 9 p.m right we just need to go to sleep right Uh, no more talk and we can't end with thinking through all the struggles that we're having in the classroom or outside the classroom Mm -hmm. and then go straight to sleep. Right. Because that's not healthy for either of us. Yeah. It is hard to find something else to talk about Uh other than school because we're so invested and that's so on the forefront of our minds. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen like advice posted mm -hmm. online about like, oh, when you have a date night, um, see if you can talk, like never talk about work. Yeah. And I was like, ha ha! Right. Like impossible. How would that ever be possible? Yeah. Something else that's super helpful when I was a new teacher um, and I would get like a frustrated email from a parent or a student, I could write it and then have him proofread it. Uh, And then he'd be like, oh, this sounds a little too harsh. This is unclear. uh So we could kind of edit it before I sent it out. And I know a lot of teachers don't have that support at home. Right. Um, So that was always nice. Or just the new stuff of not knowing where to go or who to talk to on certain issues. Uh It was easy to just be like, hey, babe, what do I do? Yeah. Um, and knowing that I needed that, I tried to be that person to our new teachers, which is mm-hmm. why I really wanted to be the mentor because I knew like 
uh, inputting grades isn't as easy as it seems uh-huh. at first. Or figuring out, I need to put an abstinent. Who do I talk to? Yeah. What uh, site do I go to? What is my code? Which we found out this year. Uh, last year we had our copy code as the absence code. Yeah. The, stu- the teachers don't use a copy code anymore. Right. So they didn't know how to do their absence. Uh-huh. So things like that just come up and I'm like, oh, let me help you. Yeah. Or let's go talk to the secretary uh-huh. or, you know, the nurse or the principal, you know. So yeah, that's helpful. And those little things are the things that either a teacher feels supported mm-hmm. and wants to stay at a school or doesn't right. and feels lost. Mm-hmm. And those little things that should be pebbles in the road turn into boulders. Yes. And then it's like, oh, I can't do my basic job because I don't know how to uh, get my illness put into Aries right. and people are yelling at me because I don't know the code. Right. Um, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, school spirit mm-hmm. and how you build positive student relationships. Because one of the things that I've noticed, just when I walk into your room, mm-hmm. it is like an explosion yeah. of green and gold and yes. San Marin spirit. And it feels like that is something that's really important to mm-hmm. you. And it seems also like something that you've been really conscious about mm-hmm. uh, in terms of enhancing San Marin school spirit and ensuring that uh, your students are bought in to mm-hmm. being San Marin Mustangs. Yeah. And how how did you build that? Is that a conscious choice that mm-hmm. you're making? Yeah. So you mentioned my back wall and my front wall, actually. So I tried to get a jersey or shirt or some kind of artifact from everything on campus, every sport, drama, music. Um, I got a, not a brochure, but like a playbook or whatever from the plays. Uh So I tried to do, get something from everything on campus. So anybody who walks into my room can feel welcomed, represented, and a part of whatever's happening, Mm -hmm. math, whatever's happening in my classroom. So that was my main goal, which... Turns out to be easy when you're married to the athletic director. Nice little end yes. you got there for I could, old jerseys. Exactly. So I could find that kind of stuff. And then I would ask students, um, you know, do you have a music shirt? Or who, especially when I was new, who's the music teacher? So I could talk to them and see about purchasing a shirt or if there was an old one laying around that no one used anymore. Just so everything was represented. I have like cheerleader pom-poms and a soccer scarf. Uh-huh. So... If it isn't necessarily a jersey, there's something, hopefully, uh, for every club or sport or extracurricular on campus. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've even asked my students over the years, like, are you represented? Is there something that you can connect to on the back wall or on the front wall? And then if there's not, then they'll tell me that, and I'll try to find something that Samarin offers that they're into. Um, so I do my best. I mean, it's not perfect, but... I do like the feeling of them walking in and seeing all the green and gold. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I love that. Um, and I think one of the other like side benefits is that it kind of hides what your like influences and mm-hmm. passions are. Right. Like your influences and passions are everything that any kid is doing. Yes. Um, I would guess that you kind of like cheer because mm-hmm. every once in a while on the spirit days, I yeah. see you wearing like a cheer bow uh-huh. in your hair. Um, like the same ones that the, the girls cheerleaders wear. Mm-hmm. wear or the R. San Marin cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I know that you go to a lot of different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I walk into that room, I also see tennis stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see stuff that like, Lacrosse. I don't know, maybe that's a passion of yours. Um, but it's cool mm-hmm. that it's more about the student representation right. than it is about representing Miss Davis. Exactly. And that's the feel I wanted because obviously I have my own passions. Mm-hmm. I like certain sports over other sports. Like you mentioned, I was never a cheerleader, but I do like that positive, like, let's get excited about something mm-hmm. um, aspect of cheer. I love the glitter and the sparkle of cheer also, which <laughs> <laughs> conveniently beat is on the bows. We are such similar and different people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's, I wanted everyone to feel welcomed and accepted, I uh-huh. guess, because I know at high school there's a lot of unacceptance and isolation and clicks, and I wanted to make sure that that wasn't a part of my room, that you walked in no matter anything, no matter gender, race, interests, anything. You felt a part and accepted and loved in mm-hmm. my room, and there wasn't like any uncomfortableness. I mean, obviously it's not perfect, but I do my best to just make them the, I feel like the first, I don't know, stumbling block is them feeling like not accepted. Mm -hmm. Once they feel accepted, then we can move on from there and they're willing to try anything, especially in math. Mm -hmm. Like if you already feel like, oh, Miss Davis doesn't like me, math is hard, I can't do this, we're we're doomed. So if I can break that first barrier and then I feel like, all right, I'm in, we can work together, we can accomplish a goal. I don't know. It's just my kind of train of thought. Yeah. And have you seen that working? Oh, yeah. Like, do you get buy-in from kids? Oh, yeah. Do they try stuff that mm-hmm. they wouldn't otherwise try around math? I think so. I, yeah, I think so. It's, I mean, I guess I wouldn't know the other side of it because that's who I am and I want them to be excited about life and school and math. Uh-huh. And I don't expect them to love math. Like, I know that's not going to happen, but I want them to try. Yeah. That's the goal. Can't just try this. And then through their trying, they do end up liking it. Yeah. I have a lot of students that are like, oh my gosh, your math class was the most fun I've ever had in math or, you know, whatever, which is great. I want them to just like school and like math and then, you know, experience that. That's spectacular. Um, and it seems like I should note that you teach... Um, introductory introductory yes. math. So That's the other you're piece not of it. teaching calculus. Mm-hmm. You're not teaching our um, like most advanced students. Right. You've got algebra one, mm-hmm. which is our intro freshman course. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a principles of algebra this year? Not or this algebra year. Fundamentals. Mm-mm. Okay. But I have in the past, which is another. That's a very important point. Mostly, I am teaching freshmen and. I purposely did that because they're coming to the school, they're coming to a brand new environment, and I want to make sure that they feel, like I said, welcomed at school. It's a brand new thing. Some of them don't even have friends because they're coming from other cities or other schools where their their friends went to other schools. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just want to make sure that they feel they have somebody on campus that is in their corner. Yep. And so... Like you said, I have freshmen. I also have, in the previous years, had the lower-level students, which feel defeated in general. And uh-huh. again, I want to make sure that they feel someone is in their corner. I'm going to bat for you. I don't care if you don't like math. I don't care if you're successful. I'm going to bat for you as a student and as a human. Uh-huh. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I've seen you do inside your classroom is that it seems like you celebrate every single <laughs> kid's birthday. Yes. Uh, and 
a number of teachers' yes. birthdays. Like I have been put on the spot mm -hmm. wearing the silly hat, yeah. holding the little cake sign, yeah. uh, standing in front of your happy birthday sign. Balloon, yeah. Your balloon, there mm -hmm. you go. Um, and it seems like you take pictures mm -hmm. of kids who are willing. Yes. Uh, who want to have their picture taken. Yes. Um, honor their birthday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes post them to Instagram. Yeah. I assume also with the kids' permission. permission. Yeah. The note that I send something home at the beginning of the year where the parents sign off. Um, it is okay for Miss Davis to take a picture of my student. It is okay for Miss Davis to post it to Instagram or the class website. Uh -huh. So I get approval on the beginning. Yeah. And then... Um, and if they want me to, I'll take it. But some kids don't. But some most kids do. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so I really love birthdays. And yeah. I don't know why. I just do. I just love celebrating people, mm -hmm. I guess. And that's probably why all of this. But I love celebrating people. And so an easy way to celebrate people is their birthday. Yeah. Um, and so with the students, I'll um, put on the silly little hat, hold the silly little sign in front of the birthday balloon. And sometimes I'll give them some candy or some kind of whatever little thing I have in my shelves. Uh -huh. um, but it's just a way for, again, them to be recognized and feel a part of something bigger than themselves. Uh -huh. And so I love doing that. And I try to do it for as, most, uh, as many teachers as I can. I don't know everyone's birthday off the top of my head. But as I meet you and I'll put your birthday in my calendar, then you too will be on the spot. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Um, so... That feels like one of the areas you mentioned that you like think we're thinking about getting into elementary school mm -hmm, teaching, mm -hmm. and that feels like one of the areas where yeah. elementary schools do a much better job than high schools. Yeah, um, like elementary schools because you have a class of 20, mm -hmm. 25, 30 kids, and you have them all day long, mm -hmm. you're really able to honor each kid, yeah. and know each kid. Yeah. And I think like just about every elementary school classroom that I've been in has a chart mm -hmm. of whose birthday is on what day. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit tougher to do with 155 high schoolers. Right. Yeah. Because um, we have five classes per day mm -hmm. and about 30 kids per class. Um, yeah, cross your fingers. <laughs> on a good day, only it's 30. Be <laughs> yeah. 30. Um, but, you know, it's tough to manage yeah. 155. You're basically doing a celebration every day. Every day, just yeah. About. It does feel like that. But then again, I love that. So right. I don't mind taking three to five minutes out of my class period to acknowledge a student, have the kids sing happy birthday to them. I don't mind it. Some teachers would be like, that's such a waste of time. But to me, it's not because that's the core. Like I'm getting down to the core and reaching that student. And if I can't reach them, then it doesn't matter what the other 55 minutes are like uh -huh. or, you know, whatever, 40, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter because I haven't reached them and the rest of the time is a waste of time if we haven't connected. Right. So spending that, you know, like I said, five minutes, it's totally worthwhile to me. So that investment of mm -hmm. time ensures that yeah. the remainder of class is super productive because they're really putting yeah. all of their thought into their best effort to try to make you proud. Yes. I mean, not exclusively to try to make you proud. Right, but they have this but... internal desire to do well yeah. because somebody cares about them. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, that's outstanding. And um, on a personal level, mm -hmm. I feel like you also represent that in your relationships with teachers. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, um, you started like a little crew of teachers. Yeah. Uh, we called it the Young Teachers Club. Which is and, not so young anymore. Not so young anymore. <laughs> at this point, there's a little yeah. bit of irony. Now we're old. That our young <laughs> teachers start at like 30 years old yeah. and range up to 40-ish. Yeah. Um, so really, it's like the middle. early middle age <laughs> teachers. Almost old guys. Uh, yeah. Hashtag YTC. Yeah. Um, the teachers who might have young kids 
type thing. Yeah. Um, but we still kind of call ourselves the Young Teachers Club. Yeah. More as a YTC. joke. Yeah. More as a joke at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the impetus behind that? Because I feel like that is a piece that is so important in terms of te- keeping teachers mm-hmm. uh, in a community. Yeah. Um, and keeping teachers at a school where they feel like they have their coworkers' supports. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I was noticing, well, I mean, because Dennis was on campus, I was never eating lunch by myself, Mm -hmm. but I would notice other teachers were. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we can't have this. We can't have you dealing, like you said, 155, 160, who knows how many we actually deal with, um, students every day with all of their stuff, all of their outside stuff they're bringing into school, and then having you feel like you're dealing with this by yourself or mm-hmm. this rough student by yourself and feeling like an island. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I just had the idea of like, let's everybody get together. Um, and then we could kind of not vent, but kind of like, okay, I'm struggling here. What are you doing to help this student? Cause you seem to be successful. I need some help. Um, and then it kind of just became like friends and we're hanging out and we're we're building relationships and our kids are hanging out and we're um, doing Thanksgiving parties and holiday parties and welcome back to school parties mm-hmm. just because we've grown so close. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's huge. It also provides a little bit of positive pressure mm-hmm. um, to like come to some extra school stuff. Mm-hmm. So we've got like a group text mm-hmm. um, and every once in a while somebody will be like, all right, who's coming to the softball game this yeah. evening? And I'm like, oh, I wasn't planning on going to the softball, but I should. Mm-hmm. If I know that I'll see Sarah there, right. if I know that I'll see Eleni there, right. Uh, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like bring my kids with right, me, exactly. and it turns into a fun community event. Mm-hmm. And we get more teachers yes. supporting students at their games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so. another goal also, is getting more teachers to things. Because mm-hmm. teachers are exhausted by the end of the day. But if you know like, oh, hey, I had lunch with this teacher, and now I'm going to see her after school all right, I can do this. Like, you know, like I'll have someone else. I'm not again going to be bombarded with what's my grade. How come I got this? But I have another teacher to be like, okay, let's just enjoy the football game or tennis match, whatever. Right. Um, So one of the challenges uh, with YTC is I think we're all a little bit nervous Mm -hmm. about feeling exclusive yes and not wanting to like leave people out mm-hmm. um, we have a staff of like 60 teachers yeah uh, and so it's tough to have like a close group of friends right. of 60 mm-hmm. um, and inevitably teachers are in different points in their lives right. and uh, we're not all gonna be you know hanging out together at the same barbecue mm-hmm. but we also want to feel like we're not trying to leave people out we're not trying to be a small click you mentioned right. like high school can be so clicky yeah. and we for sure super don't want our right. teachers to be that exactly um one at the end of last year mm-hmm. we had a retiring spanish teacher uh, marceline smith mm-hmm. who was a rock star teacher like in terms of loving and building community and teaching her kids up just spectacular mm-hmm. um and so i was really sad to see her retire but when she retired, one of the things that she talked about to our staff was like, the YTC is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, who's in the YTC? And keep that going because yeah. the only way that you will get through teaching mm-hmm. is with the support of each other. Exactly. And then weirdly, when she was like, who's in the YTC? All of us just kind of like looked around right. and we're like, uh, no, I, no. Don't, I don't think I want to identify myself right. as like... I'm in the in group or like, I'm not trying to exclude anybody. Right. So 
I thought that was such an interesting balance mm -hmm. of a trying to create something positive, mm -hmm. but then also being like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm leaving people out. Yes. And then when Marceline, who was not part of the YTC, mm -hmm. she was retiring. Right. So I would. Veteran, we'll say. Veteran. She was a veteran teacher <laughs> yeah. club. Um, you know, she wasn't part of it. But the fact that she was acknowledging and appreciating, like, hey, this is a positive thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been kind of pleased that I've seen some, like, additional mm -hmm. teacher clubs yeah. starting up. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, somebody posted uh, a old teachers club. Oh, yeah, I did. OTC I saw that. Yeah. On Instagram. Uh -huh. uh, because a few of our 40, 50-ish mm -hmm. teachers got together yeah. uh, for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, I've also tried to do other YTC-ish things. Mm -hmm. So on Mondays, I was, um, or is, I guess, trying to plan like a ladies' lunch oh. so all the ladies can feel, um, you know, together, yeah. have like a girls' day without being like sexist. But I was just yeah, thinking. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. I know, sorry. <laughs> Um, well, actually, surprisingly, two men did show up. All right. <laughs> but Was it Corey and Dennis? Corey and Rob. Corey and Rob. Yeah. All right. So, and they stuck around. So it's not exclusive. But I was just trying to think sometimes um, we can, like I said, get into our little bubbles. Mm -hmm. And we need to get out of that because things circle in our brain like, you know, or we, we need to stop working. Right. Sometimes. So I was trying to text. I text all the ladies that I have in my phone. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I don't have everyone. So I was like, any other ladies in your department, invite them, send them on down. We're down in the staff lounge. Oh, nice. Um, I was thinking about sending out an email, but I didn't, again, I didn't want to like exclude the guys. Right. So I, it's it, like you said, it's this like careful balance of making sure people feel included, but also not excluding the other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm a woman. So right. I wanted to do a woman's lunch right. or, you know, a ladies lunch, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I've done, uh, at the beginning of the school year, we tried to get the not brand new, but like second to third year teachers uh -huh. and get all of them together because those are different challenges than brand new teachers. Yeah. And just trying to get all the second to third year teachers together and talking and, you know, and that was right. over the summer. So before the school started. Yeah, they don't need to know their copy codes. Right. They don't need to be shown, mm -hmm. you know, who do you talk to exactly. about putting in a tent. Like, but... But it's more behavioral stuff yeah, or you're strategies. Still growing as mm -hmm. a teacher and need support. Yeah. Um, and that's, I've been trying to encourage some of our um, younger teachers to start a like VYTC, <laughs> very, very young. young teachers club. Because we're mm -hmm. not giving up young teachers mm -hmm. club. I'm going to be retiring. And young. young club. Yeah. yeah. Young at heart. Young at heart. <laughs> I'm not even willing to put the at heart. Yeah. We're still young. We're going to stay young. It teachers. feels like we're young. Right? Um, but trying to no, now mm -hmm. we have a crop of yeah. 25, 26 year old teachers. Mm -hmm. um, and there's enough of them to have yeah. their own community too. Right. And I also recognize like I've got young kids. Mm -hmm. My version of going out yeah. or having a party looks is very different. Very different yeah. um, than if you're 25 mm -hmm. and single or 25 with a boyfriend mm -hmm. and going out somewhere. And right. Like, you're at different interests. Right. Mm -hmm. Just different points of life. Right. And I can still be really close friends mm -hmm. with our 20-something-year-old teachers yeah. and with our 40- and 50-something-year-old right. teachers. Um, but it's kind of nice to be able to have my science department crew mm -hmm. um, that is generationally different, yep. um, but subject specific, uh -huh. and then have a young teachers club crew 
that is generationally the, the same, same. Yeah. but cross-curricular. Yeah. So we've got math and uh, history. science and history and PE, PE health. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Art. Art. Just trying to think Boom. around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really cool because I've always thought like, let's do a project with all of us, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just an easier way to get something done when you know you have a friend. Totally. Versus just like another colleague, they might not have the buy-in of like, hey, let's do this thing. Yeah. I want to try this. Will you be on board with me? Yeah. And that actually worked. Mm -hmm. um, like Eleni and I, uh, she's the art teacher, uh -huh. we collaborated on a engineering art project. Awesome. So she brought in the principles and elements of design and taught my students about incorporating artistic principles uh -huh. into their engineering work. So um, cool. And it was so cool because yeah. like my version of like focus on aesthetics, focus on art is like less duct tape, less <laughs> hot glue. Don't let me see the duct tape. Hide the duct tape yeah. behind something. Mm -hmm. Or like this is an engineering class. I want to see screws and nails. Yeah. Not so much hot glue. Mm -hmm. um, and she was able to bring it in such a like better version mm -hmm. of like, okay, so here are the design principles. Yeah. And you're trying to create a sense of contrast or you're trying to create a sense of balance mm -hmm. or unity or uh, rhythm or movement um, and all of a sudden we went through this like cartooning exercise before they made like a blueprint mm -hmm. and their blueprints got so much better because they started with a brainstorming through mm -hmm. an artistic cartoon yeah that's awesome um, and then i could focus on the physical layout and the spatial awareness right. on the engineering side mm -hmm. and they already had the art component there right which might not have been easily executed if you guys weren't already friends totally yeah and it only worked because we were already buddies mm -hmm. and I knew what she could do right. and she knew what I could do. And did she come over during her prep and help you? Or uh, was she it? Did. Yeah. She came so over that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we like met up at my house mm -hmm. beforehand right. and planned it all out on my back deck. Yeah. Because um, we were trying to run it like right starting the school year. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was that like knowing where people live, right. knowing how to get in contact with them, and having it be more casual mm -hmm. and fun. Right then encourages us to get more cool stuff for kids. In the classroom. Into yeah. the classroom. With that, Sarah Davis, math teacher extraordinaire, <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. See you next time. Indeed.